Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. At the time that this prophecy update was shared, Syria had recently been invaded by Turkey. This is yet another indicator of the times we're living in. Today, Pastor J.D. will spend some time talking about this most recent event, focusing on Isaiah chapter 17 and its near future fulfillment. The important thing to remember is that today is one day closer to the Lord's return. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 13, 2019. I want to talk to you about what took place this last week. Doubtless, you have been following the development concerning Syria specifically Turkey's invasion of Syria on the heels of President Trump's controversial decision to withdraw U.S. troops out of Syria. I suppose that those who are students of Bible prophecy should not be surprised. However, What might be a little surprising is the swiftness with which everything is happening. I have to confess that I was a little taken back by the reaction on the part of those who supported the president's decision. I mean unwavering. They just have this unflinching support of the president, no matter what he does. But then on the other side of that, you also have those who will, no matter what the president does, will oppose him. I remember reading a post one time that from a supporter of President Trump, a uh, avid supporter of President Trump, uh, saying that if President Trump had come up with the cure for cancer, they would blame him for causing cancer to begin with. So you got two sides, and both sides are reacting to the president's decision to get out of Syria under the banner of endless wars, really a campaign promise of his before he was elected. Now the concern, and it's a valid concern, is for the Kurds, who many accuse the president of abandoning. 
And it brings up the bigger question of Israel. Uh, If we are completely out of Syria, which is what the president has announced, then what does that mean for Israel? Are we abandoning Israel? And so that's the question. What I found of particular interest are the evangelical leaders that have voiced their support or concern for the president's decision. So on Thursday, Haaretz reported on the, quote, rare rebuke of evangelical leaders who are slamming President Trump over the Turkish assault on Syria's Kurds. Pat Robertson said, quote, the president who allowed Khashoggi, if I'm pronouncing his name right, to be cut in pieces without any repercussions whatsoever, is now allowing the Christians and the Kurds to be massacred by the Turks. The report goes on to quote other leaders, evangelical leaders, one of which was Franklin Graham, who took to Twitter voicing his concern and asking for prayer. In the first of two tweets, Graham posted, Today, I ask that you join me in praying for the lives affected by the White House decision to pull U.S. troops out of northern Syria. Both Democrat and Republican leaders are deeply concerned because this would be, in essence, abandoning our closest allies there, the Kurdish people. In the, se- the second tweet, he posts, the Kurds are the ones who have been leading the fight against ISIS in Syria. Also, pray for the Christians who the Kurds have been protecting. They could be annihilated. Would you pray with me that President at real Donald Trump will reconsider? Thousands of lives hang in the balance. As you might imagine, there are many who are very concerned, rightfully so, and Israel is amongst them, which is why Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was quick to respond. Arut Sheva published a report in which they quote Netanyahu at a memorial service for the soldiers killed in the Yom Kippur War, saying, We don't aspire to be a people who dwells alone, but that's how we were forced to stand at the beginning of the Yom Kippur War, that only nearing the end of which did American aid arrive. And he's right about that. As in 1973, listen to this, this is very interesting still quoting Netanyahu, we still greatly appreciate U.S. support, which has increased greatly in recent years, as well as the tremendous economic pressure the U.S. is exerting on Iran. Do you hear a but coming? Oh, it's coming. However, 
we always remember and apply the basic rule that guides us. What is that rule? Israel will defend itself by itself, on its own, in the face of every threat. The IDF is ready to preempt every threat, employing defense and attack with its overwhelming power, weapon power, and power of spirit. Sounds pretty confident, doesn't it? There's a reason for that. I want to talk about that in a moment. This is the great spirit that the Yom Kippur War generation has bestowed upon us, the Prime Minister emphasized. Okay. Bear with me. (laughs) As I was following all of this, this last week, I was struck with what all the so-called expert analysts had to say. Secular and Christian both alike. I mean, everybody's got an opinion. And they're all pontificating and offering their take on this decision, as controversial as it is, with the lack of support that it has. And then here are the Christian leaders, with all due respect, also coming out, offering their opinion, what they have to say. And I'm sorry, but we're waiting with bated breath. I wonder what so-and-so is going to say about it. And I'm including myself in that. Social media, Pastor J.D., can't wait to see what you have to say. Stop that. What I have to say? What I have to say? It doesn't matter what I have to say. You know what matters? What God has to say. That's what matters. What God said. And that settles it. God said it. He already said it. And that settles it. God in His Word told us who would be in Syria, who would not be in Syria, what would happen to Syria, and what will come from Syria. That's all I have to say. Let's close in prayer. No, I'm going to, well, Isaiah 17, 1. Let's start there, shall we? I would submit that this is the next prophecy to be fulfilled on God's prophetic calendar, Isaiah 17, 1 a prophecy against Damascus. See, Damascus will no longer be a city, but will become a heap of ruins. I would suggest it already is, and the only reason this has not been completely fulfilled is because it's also a prophecy that Damascus will be uninhabitable, and it's almost there. Once Isaiah 17, 1 is fulfilled, it will be the trigger for Ezekiel 38 to be fulfilled, which I believe 
is by virtue of serious absence from the nations that are listed in that prophecy in Ezekiel 38. Conspicuously absent from those nations is Syria, which tells me that Syria is taken out of the prophetic picture prior by way of and by virtue of the prophecy in Isaiah 17.1. And then from the north, from the northern border there in the Golan, Israel's border with Syria, once Damascus is destroyed, uninhabitable, then Russia, Iran, and Turkey with the other alliance of nations invade Israel for the purpose of taking a spoil. If you were to ask me what I thought was one of the most detailed prophecies in the Bible, it would have to be Ezekiel 38. And the reason I highlight that and mention that is because it's these details that I would argue are indicators of just how close we are to the fulfillment of this prophecy. One such detail is found in Ezekiel 38 verse 13, which says that Saudi Arabia, by their ancient name Sheba and Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish, and the young lions thereof, which some believe could be a reference to the UK and the US. We don't know. It's possible. So the merchants of Tarshish and the young lions thereof, in verse 13 of Ezekiel 38, we're told, will only question, protest. What are you doing? Have you come to take a spoil? Have you come to take booty? You're invading Israel. Why? Is it for the oil? Yes, it is. Even now, we're seeing it already begin to happen. On Friday, the Times of Israel reported, this is interesting, that the U.S., okay, so we're leaving Syria, but guess what? We're deploying 3,000 more troops to Saudi Arabia. Why? To boost the air defenses. Why? Oh, you haven't heard what's going on between Iran, oil, and Saudi Arabia, oil. Oh, they're striking each other. Strikes against Saudi Arabia from Iran. These are missile strikes and what's believed to be Saudi Arabia's missile strikes against Iranian oil tankers. It's all about the oil. It's all about the oil. Another interesting detail. It's at the end of Ezekiel 38 in verse 23, and it's this often missed detail that no nation, including the United States of America, will come to Israel's defense. America is not in Syria. America is nowhere mentioned unless verse 13 is a reference to the young lions of 
Tarshish, again possible, can't be dogmatic about it. But no nation comes to Israel's defense. Actually, contrary to the prime minister stating that Israel will defend itself by itself, here's the truth. It will be the God of Israel who defends Israel, not Israel, not the U.S. And listen to what God declares through the prophet Ezekiel in verse 23 of Ezekiel 38. He says, thus I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, then they shall know that I am the Lord. That's why Israel will stand alone. Can I go back to that map? Of course I can. I have the I had to update it. I was just looking at this map. I mean it, just to put it into perspective. Look at how big, well, Russia's so big. This is Google Earth, right? So I did a screenshot, and I, I had to zoom way out in order to just get the the red or the yellow line and put the name Russia at the top of the slide. But if I could zoom out even more, Russia's like the whole thing. And then Libya, Turkey, Iran, Sudan, Ethiopia. By the way, these are the areas we know modern day. They're listed in Ezekiel 38 by their ancient names, different borders than we understand them to be in the modern day countries, but these are the areas. I mean, they're getting it from all areas. Why do I point this out? Because you're telling me that there is a prophecy in the Bible yet to be fulfilled, where all of these nations, huge nations, are going to come against and invade little itsy-bitsy tiny, so tiny, even my little red circle that I put there, you like my red circle? Um, That's actually bigger than Israel. Israel's like this little sliver, just it's, in fact, on some maps, if you do a search for maps of the Middle East, um, you can't even fit I-S-R-A-E-L in the actual land that is modern-day Israel. So that what they do is they, they, they do what I did, basically, and they take a little, a little arrow and they put the text Israel, and then there's an arrow pointing to this little sliver. Of and God is saying, <laughs> look at this map. They're all going to invade Israel, and they're going to be defeated. Who do you think is going to defeat them? 
the little red little spot right there? Wow. No. They're going to know that there's no way Israel could defend itself by itself against that unless it was God. That's the whole point. I probably could have made that point a lot sooner and a lot quicker, but I didn't. The details that we have in the Ezekiel 38 prophecy are such that they become markers of just how close we are. Here's another one. We're told in Ezekiel 38 that that Israel will be at this place that they are dwelling confidently, militarily, economically. We can defend ourselves by ourselves. Israel is strong. We have the power. We have the spirit. Big G, little O, go, go. I mean, it just kind of like. And that's exactly what God says through the prophet Ezekiel that they will be like. There will be this confidence this strength, that they're secure and prosperous, and they are. They're so prosperous. Economically, very strong Israel. Militarily, very strong Israel. And this is exactly what we were told would happen. Everything we're told would happen is beginning to happen precisely how God said it would happen. And again, please, you'll forgive me for the bluntness with which I say this, but it doesn't matter what everyone and all the experts have to say. The only thing that matters is what God has to say. And this is what God said. He said this was going to happen. He gave us detailed prophecies. Not just for the sake of us being in the know. That's not the purpose of Bible prophecy, no. The purpose of telling us what's going to happen before it happens is so that we will believe. And that's what Jesus said in John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 29. I have told you now, before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am. In other words, Jesus is saying that I'm going to tell you what's going to happen before it happens, so when it starts to happen, you're going to say, wow, didn't God say that was going to happen? Yeah, right here. Right here. He's, he said before it, it would happen that it would happen. Yeah, about like 2,500 plus years before. And it's happening? Yeah. Exactly like you said it would? Yeah. Oh, it must be true. You think? Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. 
The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.